0: Jesus Church College. Join hosts Richard Tamburro and Molly Inman as they chat with other faculty and guests about church, the Bible, theology, and learning the way of Jesus here in Portland.
1: Today we're talking about what it's like to be empowered by the Spirit. Hey everyone, welcome to the House of Learning Podcast. I'm Richard, and I'm here with Molly and Tim.
2: Well, who, hello, <laughs> hello. I never know for. I <laughs> looked out
1: awkwardly, and then they suddenly <laughs> looked up. So we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit today, um, which we've talked about lots of times before. Um, but rather than like a theology of the Holy Spirit, or sort of thinking like how do we frame it, what are the right ways to talk about the Holy Spirit? I was just struck we've been going through the book of Acts we've talked a lot about being empowered by the Spirit um, but we've only encountered in the book of Acts like a few ways so far that the Holy Spirit has empowered people and um, I think was it Brian said this last week, or the week before he's like yeah I'm not really likely to get dragged before the Sanhedrin so what does this look like for me mm-hmm. so it's kind of that question really um, and and I think we... Um, I was thinking about this this morning. Like, we've got a propensity to focus on the spirit showing up and empowering miracles. So, mm-hmm. like, it's some... You know, we we focus attention a bit on, like, First Corinthians 12 and think, okay, you know, is God going to heal someone? Is God going to, you know, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And I think in some ways that's a good... I can see the pendulum swinging where it's like oh the holy spirit might be more than just about you know a sort of background awareness that god's with us or something Mm -hmm. you know like there's a there's sort of a really toned down low-key version of how does the holy spirit show up Mm -hmm. but i'm very aware that the majority of the ways the holy spirit shows up are not doing miraculous things and i was thinking about this like you read through your old testament and you're like oh man there's plagues whoa the red sea's getting parted you know you just and you can forget there are years decades centuries in between these things mm-hmm. but all the way in between god is like a presence among his people mm-hmm. and his main way of wanting to do things is to actually empower his partners to reach the world mm-hmm. and so yeah i was like there's a lot, this is a bigger box so when we talk about being empowered by the Spirit um, and I, I was just a few conversations with people at church you know who you are, asking good questions and it's like, yeah, does this like, should I expect God to like, allow me to heal someone in Safeway tomorrow, Monday morning you know, like, what, what should this look like mm. like, how does, how does the Holy Spirit's empowering show up when I'm frustrated trying to get my kids ready and out the door on time for school, mm. How you know like Where's the spirit in all of life? Mm. So that is the box we are gonna roam in today. Um I don't know where we start. Uh let's start with I'm gonna ask you guys, what's your favourite personal like Holy Spirit showed up in this way at this time mm. and I just love that.
3: Mm.
1: We'll have awkward silence Give for me five minutes. Let, let me do one while you guys are thinking, okay? Because okay, this is one I often have shared. You guys have heard the story. And it's because, and, and this was one actually that is on the side of the box that's like, whoa, how miraculously God is showing off. And But it was also really humorous and dorky, so right up my street. And we used to do these worship nights in the UK and we would get loads of churches together and it was kind of like youth Um, and young adult worship really fun and we would have a kind of open mic type you know if god's put anything on your heart you feel like you want to share or anything god's doing you want to testify about anything like that and often it would be like something prophetic or um i don't know like a word of knowledge Mm -hmm. something like that um anyway uh it we, we kind of got uh, a variety of things <laughs> you know all over the place never knew what to expect and this like spotty glasses slightly dumpy dorkily dressed middle school boy gets up and so I can't remember who's leading and they're like oh, I feel like God's given me a word to share like, okay cool here's a mic go man like tell us tell us what God's put in your heart and, you know, he's up in front of, like, 600 of his peers. And it's just the most, I mean, it already looks awkward. It's like Napoleon Dynamite awkward. Mm. And uh, and so, yeah, the pastor sort of gives him an elbow. He's like, go on, tell us, like, what's what's the word? And he goes, the, like, the, the like, the what? Like, carry, carry it, like, tell us the rest. And, the, and then he's just, like, actually speaks freely. He's like, no, God, I feel like God just told me to get up and just say the word the and it's like you know you can see the person who handed in the mic thinking hmm how do we navigate this situation like and there's this like super awkward silence and then this girl puts her hand up at the back and she's like it's me it's me and she's yelling waving her hands it's like god's doing all this stuff in my life i i thought like he wanted me to share it but i was just i wasn't sure i was nervous And so I just pray, God, if you will get someone to get up on the stage and just say the word the, then I'll know you want me to share. Mm. And the place erupts. And this kid's like, hero of the faith. Like, (laughs) listen to the spirit. Yeah. Just like such, it's just, I don't know, it's such a surprising, like, God entered into this girl's nervousness, Mm -hmm. you know, and this other kid's dorky ability to just you know, be weird. Yeah. Be like
2: And not care what yeah, people would It was think like he was,
1: for him saying just the word there was it was not a coolness problem mm. or anything. And just yeah. yeah, God used those two people in that beautiful wow. way. So that was and so that's an unusual but it was a very striking time for all the people in that room to have that box of like what God's speaking could mm. be like. Mm. To be like, oh whoa, well, God can literally meet us and do anything Mm. and so that was a really fun one Mm -hmm. okay i stretched that story out have you now thunk yes all right molly's nodding the most vigorously what's your favorite
2: um my favorite is actually about a word of encouragement that came to me or uh, several words of encouragement that came to me so i was leading a prayer ministry at college down at biola university And this is still a tendency of mine, but back then, uh, especially so, I had this posture and this attitude before the Lord that, like, I'm going to be a servant of the Lord. I'm going to, like, create spaces for other people to hear from God and, like, lead this prayer ministry to the best of my ability. Uh, But I have, I had little to no faith that God actually wanted to speak to me personally. I just kind of saw myself as, like, someone to be used by God, but never to be, um, like engaged with God. So we have this big uh, night of prayer, and this was about the time before me and my now husband Jake started uh, dating. And I had got the sense that maybe like God was uh, giving permission or clarity that this was the person that I wanted, that I, he wanted me to be with. I had it in my mind that I was going to be single forever, and I kind of liked it that way. And so the stubborn uh, 19, 20, I guess it was 19 at the time, 19-year-old woman that I was, uh, was kind of like, well, you gotta send somebody to like make this clear because I, I really am not interested in like softening my heart towards another person. And I'm also very preoccupied that everyone else needs to hear from God in this space, but I'm not really like uh, convinced that you can speak to me personally. And I had not one, not two, but six people that some of, some of which i knew some of which i did not know Whoa. come to me individually over like a span of 45 minutes uh, and with each enga- like each time of encouragement most of them didn't know the circumstances most of them were speaking like out of boldness and just saying like god's just telling you not to be afraid or god's saying yes to this but has like he, like uh, framing it up with like i don't know if this resonates with you i don't know you know so it, i think that was a moment for me personally that like the pursuing god the relentless god doesn't just want to use me to create spaces and places for other people to engage with god or to hear from god but that he loves me and that he has something to say to me too and there the the miraculous bent to this story was that it wasn't it didn't just take one person who knew my circumstances to kind of come up and give me a word of encouragement it was six com- basically complete strangers coming up in boldness and saying, I think I have a word from the Lord. So that's, that's it's you know, it's mostly just a normal story. But to me, it felt like a very profound moment of like, wow, in the midst of me wanting to lead and create the space for other people to hear from God, I got to hear from God myself uh, in a miraculous way. And now we're married (laughs) and expecting a child. So it's a beautiful story.
1: (laughs) I love the personal nature of it. It's like... Six people could come up and chat to you anytime, mm-hmm. but God shows up in like a, in a time and in a way that so often like helps us identify. Oh, this is out of the ordinary mm-hmm. realm. You mm-hmm. know,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly.
1: All right, Tim. What's your favorite?
4: Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm. I've got. I've got some favorites that I would share, but I actually I'm going to go in the opposite direction. I'm going to share one that's like one of the more recent ones that, um, were maybe the most ordinary, but supernaturally ordinary moments. Um, not too long ago, I was kind of walking through some pretty difficult things and some difficult decisions. And in the midst of that, I was just like, you know, like anybody, And I think in these last seasons, you know, kind of a bit of a, a raging storm inside of my heart. And I, you know, I, uh, was trying to figure out, oh, okay, God, what are you calling me to? What are we doing here? You know, kind of thing. And then, um, got into this conversation where I was receiving some really bad news and it was so hard. And I remember in the moment as a person like literally across from me was starting to talk to me about some of the tough things. I, I had this wild sensation where it felt like literally like somebody had like opened up my brain, like grabbed the top of my head and, like opened it up and like just poured like, liquid peace into Mm. my soul. Um, and it was, it was supernatural. I mean, really normal, really ordinary moment. But I, in that moment should have been feeling like panic and pain and confusion and like all these other feelings I I should like anybody out and from the outside looking in would have said like, those were the normal feelings that you should be feeling in that moment. But instead I just had this like crazy sense of like, peace Mm -hmm. and like, it's going to be okay. I'm with you. Like almost a gentle, like whisper of like presence, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like, so um, profound that it was even people around me were like, how, how are you responding this way? And I was just like, I have no idea how I'm responding Mm -hmm. this way. Like, this is not what I would normally think I would be responding, but it was just this crazy deep, supernatural experience which was very ordinary in a lot of respects you know mm. it wasn't um uh you know there was no kind of word no uh, weird message from the outside it wasn't like I, I suddenly was experiencing uh you know a voice speaking into my head it was just i literally got the peace of god right when i needed it mm. in a really powerful and profound way mm. um and yeah that was kind of that was fairly recent so it was just one of those moments of like okay Wow, God, you you show up in sometimes you show up in these crazy unexplainable ways, and then sometimes you show up in these really super profound but very almost ordinary ways, mm-hmm. where He allows you to experience His peace when you need it.
1: Yeah, I I want to just um, throw up. I'm just scrolling to it. Come on, Galatians, where are you? The fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really good story of like the power of God producing a fruit of the Spirit in you. Mm -hmm. And I think we've kind of turned these verses into like moral philosophy. Like, this is a character you will develop if you follow Jesus, empowered by the Spirit to transform you. And that is true right that that is totally a thing that happens it's just that's not the end of the story of this verse mm-hmm. like sometimes you do not have the resources within yourself to produce peace, and God's power produces the peace so that's kind of like yep. your story right yeah, and I was thinking that's a really interesting I don't, have you molly ever like w- in these sort of categories mm-hmm. um the patience one sticks out to me mm. um i uh, I'm a, a recovering, arrogant teenager. That's like part of the story of my life. And so having patience, very, very hard, thinking I'm right, very, very easy for me. You know, just like those mm-hmm. dynamics as a younger man. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think now I've grown to be someone that is more patient. But um, as a younger man, I remember those moments where it's like, oh, I'm not biting, it's like, I'm not biting my tongue. Because I'm remembering, I need to. It's like the spirit's biting my tongue, and like just stopping me, and like putting a foot on the brake hmm. in my heart, and my mind at the moment, and just impinging on the normal route my soul would go. Hmm. Um, I, I I saw that so much, and I think that was like that was an empowering of the spirit where what God wanted to do to use me in a moment, or the kind of presence He wanted me to be, and it, and that didn't look these were not times of like being on stage or in front of a camera or, you know, like the classic, oh, God's using me to influence people. They were like in conversation and friendship and everyday mm. circumstances. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I was like, I'm, I remember some of those times when it's like, oh, it because I wasn't there yet, I wasn't mature yet, God sort of, mm. what's the word? Complimented -hmm. What I had to produce the thing he wanted to do in the situation.
2: Yeah. Mm. Any for you? Yeah. uh, Well, I think I could probably point to a story at all times where my flesh would not have been described as any of these, but, you know, the spirit really uh, shaped my heart and my attitudes. But I think the one that jumps out is gentleness. Um, I often find, like, uh, when people are. being encouraging they'll often describe me as like a, a quiet strength and although I appreciate that uh, encouragement I I get this like immediate sense to explain to them that that is the Holy Spirit working in me because I am a little bit more of like a strong dominant uh arrogant could be a good word uh sometimes uh like firecracker raised by like a strong female and have a lot of ideas and uh, agendas to carry forth, uh, left to my own demise. And so I think gentleness is a way that the spirit kind of overcorrects my flesh, if you will. And like helps me to represent Jesus more faithfully rather than just like crowbarring my own agenda and my own ideas and my own attitudes, uh, rather like blanketing them with gentleness. Um, And I don't know, I think strengthening me to be more of a listener than a talker or Mm. um, like a team player than a leader when it's needed. Um, Yeah. So I think that's the one that jumps out at me. It feels like contrary to my natural personality, uh, but have seen the spirit of God work in my life to, to make me more of a gentle person.
1: Yeah. I love how often this is like, just incidentally, like Jesus takes some of our biggest flaws and then people are like, really? That's (laughs) in you? Like, yeah. Like, just God can so, he can so profoundly transform us.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Let me, let me ask you guys about the kind of dynamics of this. So, um, if if this is like god's power god's holy spirit resurrection power showing up to like do something in our life um is it a kind of i had no idea it happened to me i was kind of in the dark and then someone noticed and i was like oh yeah that kind of
3: hmm
1: you know oh yeah i i guess i guess that was something maybe the spirit was doing so I'm, that's a picture of like are you completely passive and then there's the version of like like for your example molly like were you aware and like man i'm just like i'm asking jesus to make me more gentle Mm -hmm. like and 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 so you're really active Mm -hmm. and that's a bit of a spectrum but i'm just thinking like anyone listening thinking oh like so god's power can show up in this way then but what's the rest of the story around the moment when you actually experience the peace Mm -hmm. or the patience or the kindness you mm. know the gentleness sorry um was there was it part of i guess a, a good way in this like would do you feel like it was part of an ongoing conversation jesus was having with you
3: hmm.
1: i think it's hard for me to tell i know the patience thing was part of an ongoing conversation humans were having with me
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure sure, sure. <laughs> um yeah I think well I definitely would say it's an ongoing it was an ongoing conversation because I found myself I don't know when when the Holy Spirit is working in you and you choose to live into the flesh I think that there is a sensitivity of living outside of of who God is wanting you to be that is there in a way that was not had I not like uh declared Jesus as Lord and had the Holy Spirit in me, if that makes sense. Like mm. I think my pre follower of Jesus ways would have not even been sensitive to a lack of gentleness. And so the moment of Holy Spirit working in me and sanctifying me, I think there's a sensitivity, a growing sensitivity, which I would consider to be an ongoing conversation. Um, I don't know if that's answering your question though. I feel like there's yeah. something that you're wanting to get at and I want it. I'm not
1: even sure. I think I think there's just, there is a, it's not as simplistic as, oh, sometimes God just shows up, unannounced, I, yeah, yeah. unexpected, unlooked for, and does something, and yeah. sometimes you notice it. It's, it. There's more to it than that.
4: It's mm. kind of the the other side of the story that I shared, you know, in that moment where I felt like God almost like supernaturally gave me something that I didn't have. Mm. Um, you know, I put that up in, you know, in tension with, and I think this is a good tension with like, say, like, Second Peter 1, where it says, you know, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith, goodness, goodness, knowledge, knowledge, self-control, self-control, perseverance, perseverance, godliness, godliness, mutual affection, mutual affection, love. Like Peter is clearly saying, like, work at this, like mm-hmm. put your back into it. This is going to take some effort. This is going to take some like, hey, becoming. But there's like a crazy sense where like, you know, we look at the fruit of the spirit in Galatians. I don't think Paul and Peter are disagreeing with each other here. I think they're more saying like, this is a process. It's a both and like you, on the one hand, the Holy Spirit, uh, is going to do work in you that you literally cannot do yourself. But Mm -hmm. at the same time we partner Mm -hmm. and, uh, we, we can do things that, you know, frustrate the Holy Spirit's development and growth in us. And we can do things that, um, I think that get in the way of the things that God's trying to accomplish in our heart simply by like quenching him or by not listening or by not participate or by doing things that are the counter to it. So if I, if I surround myself with people who are always angry and always, you know, verbally aggressive or even physically aggressive, and then I wonder why it is that I struggle with anger and, you know, managing my tongue and whatever, then I mean, is... Is that because the Holy Spirit just isn't strong enough, or it's just because I'm creating bad habits and patterns, and mm-hmm. the people around me are supporting those bad habits and patterns? And you know, I think it's it's kind of like a both hand. You know, yeah. God does a work on the inside, but we partner like everything in mission. We partner with Him mm-hmm. to accomplish those things. So mm-hmm. it feels feels yeah. like that's going on. Yeah,
1: and there's variety of how God does it, even in one life. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, it's like another. I don't know, I have something to do with comedy. (laughs) Like if moments are funny, they stick with me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, But I remember as a new Christian, so when I became like a Jesus follower, um, I was uh, drinking, I don't know, all sorts, but probably the equivalent of like 10 beers and half a bottle of tequila a day, you know? So, and... And doing it for all the social dynamics of like trying to garner worth from others and attention and like all sorts of unhealthy addiction. And God put his finger on it really like days into following him was like, that needs to go. And I was just, okay, you'll, you'll you'll have to help me not want it. Mm -hmm. And then like that night went to a party with all my friends, you know, Richard you're gonna and I was the sort of person that would arrive at the party and then like do shots against four people to see who would fall over first you know like that that was the I was like the entertainment I was like no I'm not gonna drink and like and God and and all the peer pressure and it just it didn't have a hook on me at all like it couldn't get in Mm -hmm. like God just miraculously did a change in my whole psyche Mm -hmm. But then, I can remember two weeks later, and I can't remember what I was wrestling with. I think it was, like, maybe something to do with, like, anger or frustration or, you know, impatience, things like that. And uh, I asked to, like, go for coffee with one of the pastors and talk to them. And just, like, told them a story of, like, saying, like, I I don't understand. Like, because a couple of weeks ago, God identified a sin. And so I just said, okay, and God took it away. And then, like, God identified another one. It's not gone yet. And he just burst out laughing. And he's like, Richard, like that like walking with Jesus doesn't mean like God's gonna talk to you over the next month and in twenty steps you'll be perfect. <laughs> like that's not mm-hmm. it's not what it looks like. Mm-hmm. But um it was a really interesting lesson for me to carry of um I mean, A learning it's not always that simple. <laughs> but B, just the surprise factor stuck with me of like the next way God shows up might be really different than I expect you know not not sort Mm -hmm. of looking for God based on just past pattern Mm -hmm. which is an interesting like but a past pattern can inform and help us sometimes know where to look for God but he's not bound to it and Mm -hmm. so yeah that's a sort of interesting dynamic Mm mm-hmm what you're saying as well reminds me of a, a verse that's massive for me when I think about it being empowered by the Spirit. And it's when Paul's talking about the work he's doing on mission for the church in Colossians one twenty-nine. He says this, uh, if I can find verse 29, 28, 29. Man, these verse numbers, they go on making bigger. Uh <laughs> So he's talking about all he wants to see God do in the church, and then he says, "For this, I toil, struggling with all His energy that He powerfully works in me." Mm. I was like, "Oh, that's really weird! Like, what a bizarre experience!" So I want to hear—I want to hear your guys' like take on what this feels like to you when you when you're aware you're having moments like this, where you're like. I'm definitely toiling. I'm definitely struggling. So that's like a depletion of self.
3: Mm.
1: But the idea that self isn't the only thing being poured into the situation and actually God's power is like, I've got to the end of myself, but I'm still going. Mm. And so you're really active, you know, toiling, but it's, it's not your batteries that are actually charging the Mm. activity that you're doing, you know, Mm. that's good. Um, have you, does, do, you, do you remember, like, a, a time where you've sort of seen that dynamic at work?
2: Hmm. I think that I notice it most in, like, I feel like I a pattern that God is continuing to want to break in me is, like, if I have, let's say that I'm, like, a, a phone battery and I have a 100% charge, I will have it, I will... Tend to want to use all of my battery up and then come to the end of myself and go, okay, Holy Spirit, now I need you. Um, and I've seen him graciously and miraculously show up in that way. Uh, the, the most recent example of this was our past seek night o- only a few weeks ago, where I felt like I had just like come to the end of myself, given out of my own strength and my own striving. And it was like two o'clock on a Sunday afternoon and we still had seek night that night and I was supposed to be leading some things and like asked God I I have absolutely come to the end of myself and I need all of who you are to show up in me tonight because I I I don't have anything left in me Um, but what I what I'm sensing is an invitation is to not just drain my own battery a hundred percent and then say oh come to the realization when I'm at two percent oh holy spirit I need you to show up but actually recognize that like there's invitation for partnership on offer at 99%. Like mm. there's there's an opportunity to continually ask God even if I feel like maybe I'm have clear clear mind or I have energy to not just 100% rely on myself and then say okay now 100% has to be relied on the spirit but that there's an opportunity for partnership throughout the day to say Holy Spirit do you have something for me in this room that I would have not had eyes for myself mm, or that's okay. Like, what do you want to say to this person? Because I know that I could conjure up some words of wisdom, et cetera. So there's like an invitation to partnership that doesn't have to be all you and then all him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. I want to put a little pin in something you said in the midst of that that's like an extra, like sometimes the Holy Spirit can make you aware of something you wouldn't otherwise have noticed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Another big thing.
4: Yeah. But on the
1: empowering. Yeah. Because I'm kind of riffing on something you already said. So I'm going to bat the ball back to you, Tim.
4: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think we all look at the last nineteen months, eighteen months, whatever it's been of this thing that we've been in, um, and I feel like we've all been living in that place of like desperate need for God's ongoing empowerment. I mean, and you know, we're you know we live in a culture that likes to mm. figure out how things are going to work, and then let's get into that pattern, and let's make that pattern work next week and the week after that and the month after that and the years after that. And then, you know, and you know, if anything for the last 18, 19 months has been, well, let's see if we can change things on a daily basis to see if we can keep everybody on their toes all Mm -hmm. the time. And that's just exhausting, Mm -hmm. you know, mentally, emotionally, physically exhausting. Uh, and I think, you know, and that, and that's not just for followers of Jesus. That's just humanity in general. We are, uh, constantly, uh, I feel like in a state of, needing something more than what we have to offer you yeah know? and that's and potentially that is one of the greatest gifts the church jesus can give to our culture right now is that actually there is there is power that goes beyond human capabilities that can sustain you mm-hmm. uh, and more than sustain you can actually give you purpose in life uh and and direct your steps and i think yeah i mean i would just look at this last 19 months and say like yeah i'm i i do not know that any church would be in existence right now mm-hmm. if it wasn't for the fact that God's presence has been directing and leading and guiding and strengthening. And mm-hmm. it's interesting, maybe this is an example of uh, one of those Holy Spirit moments. Uh, I was The verse that's been on, kind of on my mind the last little while I was, I was kind of coming to this little conversation with was actually from Colossians 1 also, but it's just above that, you know, Paul is praying for the Colossians church who have been doing, there's been all this incredible thing that's been going out because of their faith, hope, and love that's you know just basically leaking out everywhere. Uh, and he, in uh, verse nine, says, for this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. Mm-hmm. So like Paul's literally praying for the church that they would be filled with what the Spirit gives. And the things he lists out are really practical knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Uh, and then he goes on, so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Um, and, and what does that look like to live a, a worthy life? Well, I'm going to tell you, Paul says, bearing fruit in every good work so that there would be fruit, that you would be growing in knowledge. So some of the stuff that the Holy Spirit is doing in this church that's expanding is is they're they're fruitful and they're growing in their knowledge. And verse 11, strengthened with his power, which, my goodness, we all need that right now you know according to his might and giving joyful thanks to the father who has qualified you um and what what i love about this passage is paul is actually praying that the spirit would do the work in other people in this church he's and this is a good model for us almost Mm. to be thinking about it's not just about hey lord can you get me what i need for today but paul is actually modeling for us like well no and we can pray that the spirit would give other people what they yeah, need for this that. day, mm. you know. And so, it's a beautiful um, act of both, kind of participating with God, but also then you know participating with other people in the mission that He's called them to, by praying over them and being for them and um, praying that the Spirit would do good things in them. Yeah, mm.
1: I love the because this points at like what the Spirit wants to empower and helps us realize what a broad box it is. 'Cause there's a genesis hyperlink here. Yeah. In like to be fruitful and growing, that's be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. That's basically to flourish in God's purpose mm-hmm. for humankind. Yeah. And so it's yeah. yeah, just shows how big the box is. But I think my example of this like, oh I don't have the juice, but God's providing the juice is often around hospitality. Mm. Like mm. you might have people over to your home just to have fun or because there's someone you want to love on or care for, or you know, is having a hard time, all sorts of reasons. But I am such an introvert that even thinking of like getting the house ready and cooking some food, just the prospect of having someone over and I already want to go lie down and have a rest <laughs> mm-hmm. from just anticipating it. And and it's one of those things of like, God's taught me people matter and community and relationship and hospitality matters and he's teaching me like the skill but it's still true of just where i get my energy from and what costs me a lot of energy that that is something i think is always going to cost me a lot so to to say yes to it and to try to be an active participant this sounds really weird but like yeah having people over that's my toil and struggle time like, that's when I'm keenly aware, you know, of that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's a sort of everyday, even like community group, as like an every week or something like that, place where I'm like, oh, like, I can do this because uh, I've seen God, like I've experienced time after time after time when I've kind of said yes to it a little bit with that sort of heart and mind that says, I know this is right. I know this is good. I'm going to do it. But the yes is also a yes of faith of like, and I can't do it, but Jesus
3: help. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I
2: like that example because I think it points at, um, I think we can often, uh, use our personality or our natural tendencies as a crutch to explain away, um, like disobedience to what God is calling us to. For me, it's evangelism. Like, the thought of talking to someone who doesn't know Jesus about Jesus just sends shivers up my spine naturally of like, mm. oh, I don't want to push my agenda on someone and I don't know what the baggage they hold from religion. And so there's a there's a fear, their preoccupation of self that's all wrapped up in evangelism and sharing the gospel. But the scripture is so unbelievably clear that that is what God has asked us to do and that's what faithfulness to god's kingdom looks like and that there's hope in giving people uh yeah. like in sharing salvation and if i keep it to myself there's a disobedience at play there um and so i you know would much rather go home and take a rest or do literally anything else than be faithful to share with my neighbors mm. that jesus loves them and that he cares for them that he sees them all that good stuff but i the the infusion of the holy spirit to carry me into the things that god is asking me to do is something of a necessity mm. and is not uh I, I could easily explain a way of like oh that's just not something i'm naturally gifted at so i'll, I'll save that for the charismatic extroverts that somehow win every single person they sit next to yeah. to jesus yeah. and instead you know step into faithfulness in that way so i love that example mm. of yours too of like hospitality community those are all ingredients of how Jesus says to live life to the full. And that doesn't mean that you're always going to want to do it, Mm -hmm. but it means that there's an opportunity for the spirit to empower you to participate.
1: The way you're talking about that makes me really aware that one of the sort of difference makers here is, um, if you think that that obedience is like, Oh God demands this of me. Then your conversation with Jesus about evangelism is a shame based one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if you know that you can fully own, like I can with hospitality, I've no doubt, like I can point at things in my broken childhood that have broken some things in me. And Jesus would be like, Yeah, you're like, there's a bit of you that's broken, which Mm -hmm. is why this is hard. Mm -hmm. But because of God's grace, so it's a grace tone of the conversation. Actually, my interaction with the Spirit is is not to seek God's acceptance or approval or honor. But...
2: To move from that yeah, place. It, it
1: just uh, it's under this umbrella of grace. Yeah, and that's it, good. It's interesting because when we get healthier in our relationship with the Spirit and with God in that way, actually it actually affects our relationships with others. I mean, parenting's the op- sort of obvious example of mm-hmm. like, you know, do you... The conversations you have with your kids about obedience is that one where you shame them when they can't do the right thing or when when they do, don't do do the right thing you ask them like what are you missing that's mm-hmm. not enabling you to do this mm-hmm. and, and, and sort of that's then you train those things into them but you also teach them they can rely on God to like help them navigate along the road even if they have an incomplete set mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. of, of all the pieces they need and yeah there's just like a the way the holy spirit interacts with us in this way just i don't know it infuses us and this is that te- that sort of tension of like where i started with like are we active or passive in this mm-hmm. which is kind of like when paul's like oh because of god's grace should we just like do whatever we feel like you know it's like no actually the obedience and striving and like having god set a direction and his you know ability to be like come over this way like, that's a good thing,
3: mm.
1: but it can't turn into, oh, I, I mean, what you were just saying is like the, oh, I can't, I can't do that because I don't, I don't have like, yeah. that's not me. Yep. um But it can't turn into also the, yeah, God, I, if you want to do that, that's, I'm going to be sat on the couch. And mm-hmm. if you want to make that happen, <laughs> that's totally fine.
3: <laughs> yeah. It's,
1: it's like, I, we have to grab a hold of a bit of both of like, God will, he'll meet our Yes. I mean, this is like the, you know, do you believe? Yes, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. Mm, mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. that sort of paradoxical, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of response. Well, you mentioned evangelism. So I want to finish on one, like, other way the Holy Spirit shows up because we are recording this in the middle of the week to release at the weekend when Tim is teaching and the word boldness is going to crop up several mm-hmm. times in the book of Acts. Yeah. And so no, know your head must be full of, oh, the spirit and boldness. Yeah. You want to throw your two pence out on that one? Because that's another really interesting dynamic of the spirit.
4: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like, I mean, even in the passage I, I read from Colossians, there's this, there's this leaning on the idea of power. And obviously, you know, when you're talking about power and the Holy Spirit, that obviously can... You know, we tend to think towards things like the miraculous and, and uh, ways that, you know, God heals people and God does these incredible signs and yeah. whatever. You know, um, what we maybe don't think of often enough is that that sometimes that power is actually the power of boldness, the mm. power of courage. Um, that sometimes uh, when when we when we're praying, we're asking God to show up in power, what we're actually praying for. Is for him to make his power inside of us such that it actually causes us to do uh, things that we wouldn't normally do, we mm-hmm. normally, and and not like supernatural things per se, um, but things that are beyond the scope of our courage. Yeah. To put it put it frankly. Yeah. You know, and
1: I'm just going to throw one example out. I'll invite you to, to throw one as well, Molly, if you got one. But like saying sorry to your wife when you've been a jerk. Yeah. That yep. takes a lot of courage. Yep. I am very aware there are times when like, the voices in my head and the voice of the enemy are giving me all the reasons to not. Yep. And then the voice of Jesus opens up the space of like, oh, that's actually the good and the right thing to do. Mm. Mm-hmm. But the oomph to overcome my pride yep. is something that, that in that space of listening to Jesus' voice, like, yeah, that's those heated discussions yeah resolve better when <laughs> I when I am aware of the spirit being like empowering a healthier version of it
4: yeah and, you know and I would say like I mean in all honesty in this in our time you know um, being mean is so much easier than being nice <laughs> you know it just is I mean like if we're gonna just call it what it is like saying the The mean thing, the heart or the cruel thing, the, or even just being silent and holding people at a distance with some sort of like passive aggressiveness, like so much easier than just like being kind Mm -hmm. and being nice and like stepping into a person's, uh, Mm. anger or whatever at you, uh, with a, like a kind apology and a, um, and taking, you know, whatever, taking the high road, you know, even in the situations where you haven't been the one that's been the one in the wrong, mm. um, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I, so I, I kind of feel like, yeah, absolutely. I think like things like apologizing are so difficult and we need courage to do that. I think sometimes courage looks like smiling and mm-hmm. being nice and kind to a person who doesn't deserve it. Why? Well, because none of us deserve it. Right. And mm-hmm. so there's a sense where, we, we have to fall out of that idea that um, has kind of leaked its way into the church that we, that we treat people how they deserve. You know, all of us on a regular basis aren't treated how we deserve by yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So that should be the thing that's defining us. And, and frankly, we need the Spirit's power and, go, and, and uh, boldness to be that, to be those yeah. kind of people. Yeah. Where do you say it?
1: Like where's a, oh, God gives me boldness here for you.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I resonate deeply with the, um, easier to be mean. I like turn into a little bit of an amateur lawyer in arguments with my husband or anyone. Like I think I can, I, my flesh has the ability to become more articulate during season or like during moments of stress than less. And so it's like a bulldozer, uh, effect. So choosing grace and kindness, uh, isn't as is a, a really mm-hmm. good example of that. I think like maybe a, a cousin of that example is like the internal dialogue that can roll through my mind. So even if I'm making the appearance of external kindness and external compassion towards someone, internal dialogue around like if bitterness and resentment has grabbed a hold of me in any way, kind of tearing them down mentally while trying to maintain a level of Jesusness towards them externally. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I've seen Holy Spirit conviction come in and be like, let's integrate right now because this bitterness is, is more maybe a reflection of how you're feeling about yourself and you're projecting it onto other people. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to break down how you're talking about this person internally, because I would never want you to talk about yourself that way kind of thing. So I think that the cousin of, of that example is even when we are able to maintain a level of Like, oh, she looks like a really nice Jesus follower when in reality I'm destroying someone internally Mm -hmm. and really bringing destruction upon myself. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: Well, our time is up. So I guess a prayer for you guys listening is uh, that God would help you spot those places this week where you feel like you kind of come to the end of yourself, not in terms of like collapsing in a heap in tears. (laughs) Hopefully that doesn't happen to you. Um, but the more normal would be, yeah, I don't feel able to do one more step that way or I don't feel confident enough to do one more step down that road. or, And just try and notice those places and be aware like that's where God's empowerment might show up. And it might be the ability to keep a bit of patience while you're putting your kids to bed. But it might be, like God might have you heal someone in safe way. like it could be like uh, such a wide spectrum of things, but look for those things and then um, let us know. <laughs> like when you notice God' showing up, that encourages you, but um, yeah, that might be something God wants to encourage this whole church with. So yeah, talk to us about these things and yeah, we hope you have a week where you experience steps forward in your awareness of how God's empowering your life. All right. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the House of Learning podcast. This podcast is produced by a Jesus Church College based at Westside at Jesus Church in Portland, Oregon, AJC College trains and mobilizes the next generation of Kingdom leaders through an accredited four year degree in biblical studies with an emphasis on leadership and formation we combine classroom learning with mentoring and ministry apprenticeship for a third of the cost of traditional college. To find out more, go to ajccollege.org or follow us on Instagram to find out if this is where God could be calling you to explore your calling. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review, subscribe, and share it with someone. And if you have a question you'd like us to chat about, please let us know. You can email us at podcast at ajccollege.org. If you can, send us a 20-second audio recording saying who you are and where you're from, along with your question, and we'd love to include it in a future episode.